Alright. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, to the technical difficulties episode of the podcast. Uh, episode number seven. We today have a guest from Riot Games. I'll note that he is not uh, he's not a TFT developer. He's not in the TFT team, uh, but he is someone that had a lot of uh, lot of involvement in the auto chess scene um, through Team Liquid as, th- as well as through QIHL. If you were ever on the QIHL Discord or website, uh, he's Riot Aleko. Uh, welcome to the show, Aleko. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Aleko. Uh, oh yeah. Also, just to note, he's really good at the game. He's Queen in Auto Chess. I'm not sure what rank he is right now in uh, TFT, but he's really good. Uh, so, Aleko, I'm going to ask you the two questions. Also, Philip, I think we're getting... I think I'm hearing echo through you. Uh, let me point out headphones. Okay, cool. Um, Aleko, uh, I'll ask two things to you. Uh, first of all, how's your TFT climb going? TFT. And uh, just how t- how's TFT going in general? Once Philip gets back, it'll be fixed. Um, and also... <laughs> How did you choose your name, sir? As we ask each guest every week. Who am I hearing echo uh, through? I'm hearing echo through someone. That's uh, fine, dude. It's fine, dude. Well, the so, viewers might not like. <laughs> I don't think it'd be me. I got. I think it's the headphones. So I got um, headphones as well. Okay. The name. The name question is easy. Let me. Let me jump right that. Right into that one. I'm just uncreative. Aleko is my real name. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good to know. I didn't know that. Name. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that one's a freebie, uh, and the climb's going all right. I was like hard stuck uh, plat one for a second, um, but uh, we're we're back up in diamond now. We're we're, we're climbing, okay. so it's, it's going good. I haven't had quite as much time to play as I want, which uh, uh, between the lines, what that really means is I'm not able to play twelve hours a day. Uh, <laughs> job. But uh, it's it's going good. I'm hoping it's 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 steadily progressing. I'm hoping to get like the end of the week, the the masters range is my goal. Right now. Sweet. Yeah. So you might have noticed Philip is uh, not in his normal place. Philip is <laughs> traveling. I, I'm not, I forget where exactly he is, but he's traveling. Philip, how's your traveling going? And also, how's your TFT climb going? <laughs> we can't even hear him. <laughs> he's muted, dude. <laughs> Perfect, man. You're muted, this Philip. Is, this is great. It's going super well. Yeah. I'm winning every game. I'm a silver two right now. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Three hundred games. We're climbing. Oh, we're back to this screen. <laughs> All right, it's, it's fine, dude. I'll t- I'll talk about my climb. Yeah, it's like let's hear from. Okay, no, oh. am I good? Oh, he's here. Oh, let's oh, hear from Philip. Hey. <laughs> All right, I'm well, gonna try to get through this before it starts cutting out. I'm sorry for my technical difficulties. That's true. I'm currently in a hotel in Ohio. Um, I'm going to Gen Con for the week. Uh, so I've driven nine hours today. I brought all my podcast stuff just so I could still do this, but uh, everything's fighting me. My climb has been okay. I want to leave with Grandmaster 100 points. I do not have 100 points. I have like 20-something points. Um, but that still means the climb has been okay. Mm-hmm. And like it could be worse, right? Like I think it, all, it took us all a little bit to hit Grandmaster, but I'm glad that no one got stuck and left behind as far as the open fork goes, at least. <laughs> Pepe and Zaleko. He'll get, he'll, he'll get there. He was queen and he was queen I mean, he's, he's he was played really way less games than we have. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I checked yesterday. It was about half. 
I was, I was curious, like, what the game count was for all y'all. Yeah, you have, uh, you have a bit more commitments than we do. Uh, yes, yeah, so Renz, how's, how's it going for you? How's, how's it over at, at yeah. in EU? Pretty, pretty good, pretty good. I finally hit, uh, Moss as well. Like, I was hard stuck Diamond 1 for, like, 50 to 60 games. It was insane. I went from 80 LP to 0 LP to then to 20, 30, 40, 50, 0. <laughs> I went to Diamond 2, Diamond 2 like one time, and in all of my 50 games I watched Diamond 1 the whole time. Super annoying, super tilting, but I finally got there. <laughs> A few high roll games and that's all it needed. And uh, yeah, and then in the meantime we're playing on NA a bit, forcing some uh, different comps. And uh, yeah, it's been... Uh, been pretty good. Been uh, really fun. I'm I'm happy. Like last week, we, none of us were masters. I think. Yeah. And like there were already we had Hydra. I think, and he was masters. So yeah. Kind of felt really bad about that. So at least we're before Challenger came out, we we're at least all masters. So that's good. That's. Yesterday was such a good day for me. I climbed like over 100 LP, and then today's been pretty poor. Like I I was at 15th, and now I'm down to like probably 80th or 90th. They tanked like probably 80 LP today. Feels bad. How much LP do you have right now? 40 or 50? Um, so, yeah. Uh, not bad, it's not bad. Anyway, Aleko, um, I want to ask you some, some questions about uh, back uh, when you're getting into your, gaming, uh, into your gaming scene. Like, in general, like, I'm just curious. How did you get involved into uh, gaming? I don't know if you have involvement in esports, but just ga involvement in gaming in general. Obviously, you were uh, working at Riot now. You worked at Team Liquid in the past. Um, I'd like to hear about you know how you got into that. I'm curious before we get into the TFT discussion. Yeah, sure. So uh, gaming has just always been my like number one hobby. Like it's always just been the thing I like to do in my spare time. And so when I got to college and I kind of I started getting into computer science, like that was the major I knew I wanted to do. It felt pretty natural that I wanted to like, uh, try to make games or be a game developer. Uh, so that's what I tried to do for like my first couple of years, like when I was right out of college. And it actually didn't work out. Like I started a little indie studio and I made a board game, but like none of them were commercial successes whatsoever. So I'm into board I, games. Uh, Oh, no, board games are great. We could yeah. we, we could talk. talk yeah, yeah, not on this show. Not on this show. I would, I would talk for hours. <laughs> Guys, I'm literally going to Gen Con. Come on. <laughs> um, but then, so I got away from it for a bit, and I started doing some other stuff that was non-related to games, and I, I was just so unhappy. Like, I, I hated my job. I So I, I was, like, waking up every day just, like, like just regretting existing and doing mm. the work I was doing. So I quit completely what I was doing. I was being a recruiter for a while. Which is like mostly like mostly like a talkie job and had nothing to do with video games yeah. and just started writing. Um, I felt like I like one of the things that I'd gotten good feedback on in my life was my my writing ability and I knew I wanted to be doing stuff about games, so I wrote about games and things actually kind of like took off a little bit faster than I expected. Um, I was able to uh, to get a job at Icy Veins, which was the uh, I'll call yeah. it objectively the number one fan site for for Blizzard and Blizzard related games, and I was. I'm um, doing stuff for uh, mostly about Hearthstone, but for all their stuff there. And then uh, I was able to turn that into a job at Team Liquid when Artifact came out. Um, oh, okay. so I was uh, so I was actually working with Hyped, who was on the show um, a couple times ago, I think. 
Yep. Um, and very, uh, all the time, because he was like a Team Liquid signed him to be like the the artifact guy, and he he still is the artifact goat. I don't know if that got brought up on the last time, but he he killed it at artifact. But you know, obviously the game <laughs> have uh, a lot of long term. He also uh, killed it. Artifact. <laughs> yeah. So right when Artifact was kind of on the downtrend was when DAC was on the uptrend. And right. so, uh, you know, I was I was full-time Team Liquid at this time. I was running the, the Artifact website. I was like, hey, guys, we need to get on this auto chess hype train. This thing's looking looking like it might go somewhere. So uh, we just made like a whole new site using the same platform. And uh, I then I was that's how I got involved with QIHL because uh, Team Liquid um, and QIHL like formed a partnership. And that's how I met all y'all. That's awesome. Uh, we were... Yeah, we all we were, all of us were talking in the Discord channel for quite some time uh, yeah. about yep. you know various QIHL related <laughs> things. So um, that's fun. That, yeah. So my path towards uh, actually like working at a game development studio was kind of weird because like I started out doing it like right out of college, didn't work out. I then I just did writing, like I just wrote about it for a while on the internet, and that's what was able to uh, turn into the the job at Riot. Do you use your CS degree? I know you can't say like like what you do at Riot, but do you use your CS? I'm not saying, but just in general, do you use your CS degree? Do you do you do coding at all? Not even slightly. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't. Touched, <laughs> I haven't touched a line of code in. I want to say since like 2013 was the last time I programmed like at all. Like I I, I really I really don't at all. I loved studying it, but yeah, I uh, I I don't. I didn't use my degree whatsoever, and that's actually something that's pretty common. I think a lot of game developers I talk to, um, outside of the people who are like in code, obviously that's important there. But right. a lot of the people who are not coding, um, they studied just totally random stuff. Hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of overlap in terms of gamers and like CS majors, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, sure. I, I can definitely see that a lot of uh, a lot of people in game development like wouldn't be using that, right? Like, yeah, makes sense. Or just in a game developer, I should say. Not game development, but being out a game developer. What I'm hearing is that even though I don't know anything about computers, just playing games, I can get a job. That, that's all I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's super easy. You just got to be the top like 1% of the 1%, and then you can... <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you saying that... Only playing games is your job. Yeah. <laughs> just play games. You'll get Yeah, them. just play games all day. <laughs> Excellent business advice. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah. No. I, I I ran into you when we started making the website on QHL, and then you started. You know, everyone started yelling at you on QHL that was upset with the website, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this going and this going, and you kind of maintained everything. Yeah. It was awesome. Dude, that was that was a mess. Dude. Yeah. First transition. That was a goddamn mess. Yeah. Dude. Holy oh. moly. Yeah. People were upset. Like, <laughs> people Christ. were real mad that they had to go to use a visual, like, yes. a, a graphical interface to to try to find <laughs> auto test matches as opposed there to was, typing tactics. The amount of traffic we had on this compared to the site was actually like, it was so much lower, and I didn't really get it. Yeah. Like, it's not that much different. But, no, like, it was so much lower, I felt like. I don't know. The site was so, so much easier. I don't know. People don't like uh, change, man. Really good numbers. Like, to be fair, change. like, it, we were putting up some, like, very impressive viewer numbers when, when we when we actually made the migration over. But, yeah, I was surprised okay. at how, how much people were resistant to, like, to, yeah. to the migration from one platform to the other. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, I didn't really get it there, either. There was, there was some, some, I was there some specific people that would be there day after day, just upset. <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, man, just at least, you know, give it a try. The help, the help, the help desk, dude, was going ham. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Can't find any lobbies, dude, on the discords. What do I do? Anyway. Anyway, about Teamfight Tactics, the game that people are here to listen to, listen about. Probably. Uh, yeah, pro- probably. Maybe they're maybe they're actually just <laughs> here to hear about uh, QHL and Auto Chess. Maybe that's maybe that's they're, they're fans from us from, from then. Uh, this is not what we're talking about yet. By the way, it's not quite. Uh, I want to talk about what's happening tomorrow. Uh, ranked right, is coming cool. out. Um, and Challenger. Yeah, ranked is coming out. Yeah, ranked is coming out. Yeah, Challenger's coming out. Uh. Which a bunch of people been grinding for, uh, uh, Renz and Philip, me included, um, yep. trying to hit a decent rank for Challenger. Here's what's interesting to me, uh, and I, I don't know, like, I don't know what plans are for this, but there's a lot more spots in Challenger and Grandmaster than there are Master players because this game isn't yeah. League. As far as I understand, there's. 200 or 300 challenger slots. I don't know which of those. And then 500 slots in in uh, Grandmaster. If someone wants to clarify the numbers, I, I don't know the exact numbers. It's, I think it's that. I think it's that. I think it's 200 or 500. No one's aware. I'm not sure if they're gonna do it any different or like I, I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, they're probably gonna be like a set number then yeah. as well. It, 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 for now, it looks like everyone is just Grandmaster. Uh, if you hit master, you get grandmaster yeah. the day after. Yeah, so. and then you can't demote out of it because there's not enough yeah, grandmasters. Yeah, that's, that's that's so weird to me though. That's like a very weird system. I don't know. There are people with higher MMR uh, being well, uh, diamond. So the thing is, like in in auto chess, when people hit queen and there was no motivation to keep playing in queen, they would just make another account yep. because the only thing you could do is win and nothing would happen or lose, and then your mm-hmm. rank would drop. So. If you let people drop out of GM, people will just hit GM and then stop playing. That's true. So that's true. I think, yeah, I think this is it, it. Makes sense when you think about it. Like you want to reward players for that. And the other thing is like it's still tracking what your actual. So there's like the your rank and your LP, and then there's like your MMR, which is like a hidden yeah, number. Yeah. It's still tracking that. That's still going up and down behind the scenes. Right. But you don't don't you feel like you kind of don't deserve the title if you like go on a lose streak of fifty games? I don't know, man. Maybe your patch. Maybe this is not your patch. Maybe you spammed one patch the same comp every time you got Grandmaster, and now it's different, and now you suck, and you're still there. Like I don't know. Feels kind of weird to me. It feels. It- Sorry, go ahead. I just want to see like the one GM streaming games, and like and people are looking at like the other MMR players in the game, and they're all like silver two or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hilarious. You're still losing. <laughs> <laughs> So true uh, story, was... one time I hit Legend at Hearthstone and then went on such a massive losing streak that I was playing against people who were like rank 7 and rank 8 and rank Oh, nine. that can happen? Not, really? not even like, yeah, so it, the way I think it Oof. would work similarly, just it knew that like my MMR was like in that range at this point because I just lost so many games. Imagine like, I don't know if people know how the star system works, but like yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. I got to Legend and then I just lost stars all the way down to like 7, 8 or 9. So I was literally like the lo- I was like 14k or 15k legend, like the lowest you could possibly right. be, and I had to like play all the way back up and win all. The- it was like I had to do two legend climbs. So I imagine you would do the same thing here. Like if you just lost like 
100 games in a row or something, you'd probably just be playing against people in, like, yeah. bronze and silver. I, I guess it kind of, it is true, though. When you hit Grandmaster, you can't lose it. It makes it playing more comfortable, at least. That is true. Like, you're not scared of losing the title. But I mean, yeah. you have guess... to look at it this way, though. You can cycle out of Grandmaster if you drop it, uh, if there are enough people there, and you master, and you could demote a master diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's enough people holding things different. Hmm. So, okay, I, I, I still, like, the fact that everybody is Grandmaster, I mean, may, that, that should change over time, we should get a higher number of Masters over time, right? Like, the, the ladder's not not correctly dispersed yet, I, I imagine. But just, like, the fact that 200 and 500, I believe those are numbers, are, are League of Legends numbers, which is a very popular game, like, way more popular than, than I have to imagine the TFT is, that just seems like the wrong, um, the wrong numbers to me. Like, it, it feels like it feels like it's not as uh, coveted if um, compared compared to like in league, right? Because it's a it's a lower percentile. I don't know. Aren't there like more people playing TFT right now than league, or is it that's totally wrong? At the moment, there are, right? There are more league players than TFT players. Yeah, but <laughs> a say. lot. There are probably more TFT players than than you would expect. I can't okay. quote like numbers or anything, but it's it's really significant. Wait, it's is, a, it, is a staggering number. Is Lolchess's numbers wrong? In they... terms of so they they say for like the number of people who have done their completed their placement matches. Right. There's a lot of people yeah. who aren't playing ranked either. Um, oh, yeah. Right, but that's the number that's uh, that's relevant for this metric, right? Uh, I yeah, I guess so. At least for this metric. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it hasn't it hasn't quite reached like league in and of itself, but it's like a significant portion of the people who I are mean, playing the league client. Even if you have like twenty percent of the people who are playing league playing TFT, it's That's like a lot. ridiculous number. Yeah, <laughs> but then 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 the grandmaster spots should be like like twenty percent of what right. league is kind of right. I think, they, I think it, that's what I would think. It's that it would be proportional. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Riot is very open to changing the number of slots in these uh, these like higher echelon of ranks. Yeah, they did like, in the past. Like, yeah. Originally, Challenger was like 50 players or something, and then like there was like a huge slew of complaints and stuff, and like how it was like too like too impossible, and people would just like cushion themselves, and like no one would have motivation to play. So you have to have like enough cycling, out. and like I, I don't know what the perfect answer is, but I'm sure they'll just like play with it until it works. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I just like <laughs> I, I don't want 100% of master to be challenger because then yeah <laughs> you don't have yeah. this you know I want yeah, I, I want a feeling of being of of continually competing to to be challenger although I understand like even in league that's not really the case right if you're a top 50 challenger you're not competing to be in challenger you're competing to be at the top right but still that, that feeling of like you know I. I, I'm I'm consistently pressured, right? That's the feeling that you really want in those. I think in those numbered systems, right? Everyone's competing for those slots. I think I think that feeling is really nice. I think that feeling is really nice. Like the point with DAC was that like when you hit queen, you couldn't really went higher. Yeah. Right. You could go a number higher, but you couldn't really go. Like there were 10k queens after a while, yeah. and they were like, yeah, queen number one is basically the, the same as queen number one one thousand or something. And yeah. I mean, it is not, of course, but it kind of sounds uh, a bit the same, right? At least with this, you have like yeah. different titles, which makes it more interesting to play, like at the higher level. Uh, and like that's, particularly, that's, like, uh, that's pretty cool. No one cared if you were ten thousand or two thousand, and right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like that's that's the big thing. It's like they were all just the same queen. thing. Yeah, I, I'm just queen. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's 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 my big thing about it. Uh, 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I, mean, it, it, I think you guys have to like look at a little bit differently than you guys are because like you have to remember in League of Legends, I don't think Challenger came out until season three when the player base had already established itself. It was just like Diamond, and you know League originally started with just the MMR system uh, that like kind of just went with the ranks. Yeah. So like the fact that we started with Challenger and Master and Grandmaster system, like we have to give it time to populate. So. Sure. But no one wants to go back to that. <laughs> Like, or, or maybe they want to go back to, to having MMR numbers, but not having like you know, people being distinguished, right? Like that's yeah. Like, I mean, ha- having the MMR number is like my favorite thing ever. But yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, it was like way too field bads and like any uh, yeah, yeah. and like people, people like that. Like the better Some people way. Mm. Uh, yeah, newer players tend to really not like the the number. Yeah, the leagues resonate a lot more. So I like I, I I'm. I'm weird. I think I'm different than most people. I like having both, and I'm actually okay with the MMR's hidden. I like knowing, like, the feeling of promoting to a new division is ha- having goals like that is a big thing to me. Like, I want to be able to have, like, a set goal week by week and be like, I want to get to here, and then I want to get to here, and I get to here. It gets, it gets me to play a lot when I have those goals. Um, and I, I you know, that, I think that's, that's kind of the whole thought process behind leagues, right? Is that it gives people goals, it gives people feelings of gratification when they promote, right? That's the whole point of it. Absolutely. You know what? You, they call it like ladder games for a reason, right? You want it to feel like a ladder. Right. So if it's just a number that's going up and down, it doesn't, it's really vague. Um, when you have uh, like, a, like a, you want it to feel like there's a rung here and a rung here and you're like climbing right. up this thing. And some, sometimes you go down, you're like, ah, shit. And then, you know, you gotta, you gotta climb back up. So it's about like spacing it out so that those, like those little victories are like just far enough apart that uh, they feel meaningful. Uh, but not not like not too frequent, so they don't feel very meaningful. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, so you yeah, I, I that's that's definitely a part that motivates me too. And I play a lot of ranked games, like you know, in uh, like in Overwatch, for example, I play a lot of Overwatch. Um, whenever I drop out of plat and I'm in gold, it's like I just I can't stop. Yeah, it's like, what is <laughs> yeah, this? yeah. like I I can't just be like a gold league Overwatch player all exactly. the time. I'm walking down the street. Someone asked me, what league are you in Overwatch? And I'm like, well, I'm in gold right now. No, no, no. Like, that, I just can't. It's actually, it. It's, it was... so funny. Like, no one cares about it if you're a gold or plat, but you care so yeah. much about that exactly. kind of stuff. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But if it was it's... like 2500 to 2460, like, who would care, right? Right. Yeah. You wouldn't, be... you wouldn't yeah. care either. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but, like, do you think it's that bad to have it be like, all right, 2000 is platinum or like 2200 is diamond and so you know where you are as far as number but you also know where you are with tier but like i don't know like i I get what you're saying was of the different tiers because you know you'll be like when someone asks your ranking like Mm -hmm. oh but like and you try the second you think about you think of all the times you like someone tries to explain something to you and you just dismiss them in your head you're like no i'm the other person but I don't know. I, I like having the number and the right. and the like the where you are. Kind of like I, don't know, I like how chess is just MMR. So well, we used to have that in uh, in auto chess, right? In auto chess, for a while, the MMRs were visible to everyone, and you'd have both yeah, like yeah, you'd yeah. you'd be plat four with two thousand one hundred fifty MMR, right? You used to have both. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it felt it felt good. I mean, and you do we exactly. Would, we would ping that side. Ping that side the whole time after a match. How much MMR do yeah. I have? Yeah, <laughs> how much did I lose? Yeah. <laughs> how much did I lose? How much did yeah. I win? <laughs> so funny. Yeah, there's there's like, reasons I, to do it both ways, for sure. Um, I think people like to know the granularity of it, but then you could also get, people could just get really frustrated if you make changes to the way it works. Like, if you want to make significant improvements 
to like the way that like the matchmaking system works. And what that means is that sometimes you'll gain or lose more depending on a win. And then like you're one of those people who like F5s every time after on like lolchess.gg to see like exactly where you go. And you're like, wait a second. I got first yesterday and it was plus 30, but I got first today and it was plus 26. Yeah. We please. <laughs> right. So there's, there's a lot of reasons why you would want to hide it and a lot of reasons why you wouldn't too. Well, yeah. Yeah. Aleko, being that you joined uh, Riot in May, I think it only makes sense that you are the sole decision maker on whether the whole league system works based off uh, <laughs> showing your MMR and not showing your LP. So I want to say right now, I demand that you change that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the only thing they hired me for. <laughs> it's really funny because, like, I feel like we're always, like, going to be lacking, like, an entire perspective on the issue. But, it's, like, the three of us are similarly competitive and how how we want to feel right. about the game. So, like, you know, like at some point, we probably should have, like, a very casual player, like, on the show and, like, just, like, see what their opinions are and where they differ from ours. Because, like, they'll be like, yeah, I don't even want to see, like, any ranks. Like, I, I don't even want tiers. It should just be, like, bronze, gold, silver, and, like, it'll be a nice surprise when I level up or something. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, what their perspective is, you know? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Just based off, like, design stuff in general, right? Because, like... All three of us, like we, if if we like, we would want balancing towards the top one percent, right? We want balancing towards the competitive level, like uh, the whole thing, like in League of Legends, where like uh, there's like the 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 noob stomp pub stomp champions. They don't like they don't they do well in like lower ranks, but like in the competitive professional scene, they don't do well. That kind of thing, like we want it balanced for the competitive scene, but like no people would hate that in the lower ranks. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, that problem happens to league champions where they're yeah. good in team-based situations but that makes them unplayable in solo queue because you don't yeah, have court. yeah so it's like it's kind of like a design flaw of inherently in league of legends but like there's not too much you can do about it except for like choose one way and commit to it wait so. aleko i don't oh, even so know this that ex- oh, sorry. oh yeah go ahead no no, no you go ahead. Uh, my, my topic my, my question was going to change topic a little bit so go you go okay so i was gonna say to apply that example to tft um and again, this is uh, this is just my perspective. Not I, I don't work on TFT. This is my perspective. Oh, I think I read a lot of people on forums and stuff saying that assassins were super overpowered. Like back when they were just stone cold unplayable. Mm-hmm. Like like this was like like a few weeks ago. A lot of people in like the Twitter threads, Reddit threads, just like riot nerf assassins. They're so frustrating because like they're they're kind of like a noob stomping comp. I feel like like if you have no idea how to position. And you don't really know how to manage your economy and someone who like halfway knows what they're doing or is like on a similar level like comes in and puts together like a like a reasonable assassin comp i feel like they just kind of walk walk through like these like really newer players like it's a very linear like, comp to make Elo. yeah it's very linear strategy very easy to do too like you can accidentally yep. execute an assassin strategy much better than you can accidentally execute any more like nuanced build that's like going back and right, forth like elementalist demon type stuff yeah it's it's super straight up. You put six assassins in, and then they kind of do the thing. And if you accidentally do that, like you're going to be accidentally doing that better than someone who's like haphazardly between four different compositions. So I think that's like a good reason why you might think like 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 us as like more competitive players might want assassins to be a viable comp, right? Like you would want every synergy to be a viable synergy because the ultimate competitive game would have as many viable synergies as possible. But then when you think about it from like a casual player perspective, like you probably don't want assassins to be like tier one all the time because then that'd be the only thing that casuals would make. And right. casuals would get really frustrated by getting killed by assassins all yep. the time. So, I mean, I think this example came up recently for me. Like there was a, a university tournament where I'm an alumni and like, I was reading like what they like people were talking about and like everyone was, this past Sunday and they were like, 
oh, all you do is go void brawlers and you're unbeatable. And everyone was like <laughs> consensus saying that. And I was just like, I'm not going to say because like I, I like I don't want to like really get in an you. argument with like eight people. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> it's really weird that like that's an inclusion. I'm like, it's like, have you guys like turned on like a single stream? Like I don't, I don't know. It's so weird. Like right after these volleyball nerfs, it's like void brawlers unbeatable. I'm like, sure. Yeah, uh, go for it, guys. That situation happens <laughs> in like every game, man. Like playing Hearthstone, and someone comes up to you and like tells you about how good a deck is, like Sleeper OP, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you have you tried this card, man? <laughs> have you tried this one? Like, <laughs> what I didn't like was like this, this assassin thing. Like, and the problem was never the assassin. The problem was always the ninjas, and that was triggering yes. me so hard mm -hmm. because assassins got nerfed, and that's like that was wrong. Assassins didn't need a nerf. The ninjas right. need and now assassins are actually unplayable almost like i don't know man it, they destroyed the assassins early and mid game where they, where they were actually strong and now now it feels really bad to play assassins early and mid it's really hard i think you can only play assassins right now if you get like akali early and then buy the assassins after that and not yeah. the other way around you don't you don't build towards akali you build from akali on and then you go it's back almost to already though like, like you <laughs> You might have a Kha'Zix 2 from, like, round 2 or something, or you might have a Pike 2 because it was a great early game unit. But like, other than that, you're like, eh, I'm not buying any of these other units. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it... Uh, I, yeah. It, We're possessing. I, I, I had said for I had said for a while, it wasn't even, like... It wasn't, like, ninja synergy or ninja units. It was both. Both of them were just kind of absurd together, right? Because the, the stats on ninjas, super, super yeah. high, and they get multiplied well, right? Um, so yeah, that was, we still see Kennen, but Kennen, I mean, the ninjas are getting reworked. Actually, we can the, talk about the, that. The, I, I get the thing that assassins were really annoying to play against, though, in the lower levels, because you just, you felt like you just get one shot, and you can't do anything. And I felt, they had this feeling as well, so I don't think assassins should be the best comp. Like, I think that meta is, like, really boring for, like, to play against. Like, it's really frustrating to play against assassins and get randomly one shot, or not, and then win. Or get randomly one shot and take thirty damage. That's like really. Do you remember the assassins meta in DAC? Yeah. When uh, like yeah. like oh. assassin was the only thing you could play. That was way oh, worse yeah. than but, the but that, DAC assassin meta. <laughs> but but and how prevalent fun. they were, man! Oh my god, they were so dumb. No, <laughs> oh, it was so funny though. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not. It was. It was a little bit too bad, but it was. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Assassins were assassins were pretty fun in in DAC. That it was, assassins and DAC were were a lot different because most assassins were ranged, which is just kind of like if I think there's not a single ranged yeah. assassin in I mean, Ken an assassin, but there's not a single ranged assassin in uh, mm -hmm. this game, right? Yeah, they're all they're all close combat. That's why right. RFC is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that. It was they, they played quite a bit differently because of that. Like stuff like being able to like put a unit up front, which you can with RFC, put a unit up front to focus on a target, someone put it up front to try to dodge your assassins, that kind of stuff, it looks cool. Anyway, uh, yeah. there's a patch coming out, I don't know if anyone knew that, there's a patch tomorrow? Ooh, uh, surprise. Oh, really? uh, or today, depending on where you are. <laughs> um, For me today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually heard you and he's down already, so. Oh, I didn't even check. Ocean already has the patch? I don't know. Uh, oh, no. So... Yeah, they're, they're, these are these are there's a lot of changes in the patch. These are some of the, like the the major like headlining changes, but there's also a lot, a lot of like just like nerfs to the champion stuff that's not on here. There's, there's some like I have uh, Aatrox Varus Morgana on here, but 
Um, mainly, I think uh, I'm the most noted thing. Yeah, I think these are the these are the biggest things. Uh, first of all, talk about like, the reworks. Um, like your guys' thoughts on just these reworks in general. Anything you think will be like kind of meta defining of these reworks? Do you guys have any ideas? Like things that could really like take over. Uh, Go yeah, I mean, I think nobles nobles feel really like oh sorry like uh, nobles the magic resist. I don't really like it though. It feels like the, it's not really a counter. Like nobles should be a counter comp to like physical damage and now it's accounted to maybe everything or like nothing but can you build in can you build into nobles and splash nobles no. in as a counter comp <laughs> like, no, like i mean you could like you still have an early game where you can decide like okay yeah. should i go for nobles because my lobby is going like gunslingers and rangers a lot or something and there are almost no sorks so i don't like i go for it i try to go for it or i don't and i sell my nobles for like I feel like that's Guardians, though. Isn't that yeah, okay, sure. Is? Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah. That I is feel true. like whenever I try to be big brain and like go into nobles based on what my lobby is doing, I just never find Kale and get totally punished. The only times that I ever like do nobles like and do well is when I like have like a decent like three nobles energy going on already just from the early game, and I happen to roll into like a super early Kale or a super early Lyra. Right. And I'm like, okay, I guess I guess this is just the best thing to transition into from here. They don't feel comfortable from the beginning of the game making a determination like, all right, this is a noble game. So, did you ever play the patented five goblin comp in DAC? <laughs> oh, <laughs> many times. <laughs> five yeah. goblins, dude. Failed that no, but like, yeah, like, such like, a I don't know. I, I've I spent like eight turns on like fifty gold level eight and just failed to find Kale and still get second place and just been like. Wow, like uh, it, 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 it's so weird to be chasing legendaries, huh? Did you have all three stars or something? I mean, I, I, I was I wasn't in danger until I had to, like you know eventually you know you're rolling down to thirty, then you're rolling down to ten, and then you're you have no money. But it's like I, I had like the the core lineup, everything was leveled up. You know, my Lucian was level three, and then it was just like, all right, I have to find this Kalos. So I'm just playing like a comp that doesn't Units. quite have all this energy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have a couple rangers, you know, I have, like, a phantom bonus, I got some nobles, but, like, your bench is, like, full of a bunch of, like, stuff. Um, and then, like, you just don't have the kale, so you actually have, like, you're just, like, missing, like, the, like, this is a huge power spike that would just lock up the game, but instead you just lose because you spent, you know, 300 gold and you couldn't find the kale. Or yeah, and then, and then you find it, and then it's, like, not, you, you don't need it anymore because it's so late game that the noble is not even that strong. How do you guys feel about that that concept of a strategy? Uh, it was goblins in this, and uh, sorry, it's goblins in DSC. It's nobles in this. Uh, the, the concept of if you hit the legendary, if you hit the very rare unit, you're very strong. But if you don't hit it, you're dead. How do you how do you, how do you guys feel? That? Do, you, do you like that idea, like the high risk, high reward? Or yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I think it's good that they exist. I think you want some number of those in the game. But I don't think you want them to be the best strategy ever, and I don't think you want them to be like what the game revolves around. Like I think, I think it's what I really like is that there's only nobles in this game. That's like a that's like a six energy that relies on finding a five cost. Yes, we'll um, kind of be of at least you have, or play the rune king, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the yeah, I I think I yeah, good that they exist, but I don't think you ever want them to be like a focal point of yeah. the strategy. Yeah, they they are easier to get in DFT though with the carousel, so yeah. it makes it a little yeah. bit more consistent, uh, yeah. at least. So yeah, I don't know. 
it, it's so weird to have to balance all the feel goods with all the feel bads, and like that's like I think like the, a lot one like the primary like things you actually have to worry about. Like there's game balance, and there's also just like oh the fucking when you spend so long looking for something and you never find it, and like you set yourself up for success, and then you just die. It feels really really bad. Like if you get to like carousels possible legendaries and you still can't find what you need and i don't know i don't i don't like strategies like that i, I think it's cool that it's yeah, yeah. more down for nobles if like there's a way to make something a noble obviously you can't it's not the right uh not the right class thing but yeah, yeah. like six blade masters just feels so good because you make stuff blade masters. yeah like, yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's the that kind of stuff still happens as uh i mean Nobles is the most blatant um, like time that happens, right? But the like, it can still happen. Like we, we, I think every single one of us have, have had that situation where you have three ninjas for the whole game, right? Yeah, um, dude. Like it, it happens well with forecast, right? Like it, or you, honestly, I've had games where I just can't find Shen. I have three ninjas with Shen, no Shen. But where's my cannon, dude? Yeah, the most famous it, it's quotes. never Zed. It's literally never Zed. Oh yeah, it's no, never Zed. The drop rate on Zed has to wait, be higher. Wait, I'll it's find Zed three before I find Ken in one. Like every. Game. <laughs> I mean, is... who here's committing to ninjas without Zed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I found I found Zed three before Ken in one in one of my games, and everyone called it. Everyone was like, "You're gonna find Zed three before you find Ken in one." Nah, yeah, that, that happens so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good point. Is that I'll hit Zed three a lot with like, and I'll have like Pike one as my other assassin. Like, <laughs> is he the most common three star two cost Zed three? Uh, I think I see him more than be. any other. That yeah, could be. Lucian's pretty common. Yeah, gunslingers. It's yeah. That, like, oh, that's also also Pike, also Pike, but I don't think so. Nah, there's way more Zeds. Pike. No man. I'm What's saying about gunslingers because people use pike and gunslingers, but yeah. Yeah, but you don't go for pike three though. Dude, I do. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you do. Oh. I don't, but no, I don't I think don't. it's like okay. a focus yeah. usually. I, I yeah, think yeah, Lucian and Zed are the most common. I build okay. a lot of Lulu threes. Oh uh, yeah, that one's pretty. I, I mean, love Lulu three. It's not yeah, that common. Yeah, I don't think good. compared to Zed and Lucian. It's good, but I don't think people end up going for it for some reason. All right. I don't know. Uh, usually, uh, you might looking for Nar, and then you. Exactly, you don't have any money. Back before the changes to Spear of Shojin, I would just force Lulu and put spears on her. That was all I would do. I just, I just wanted to hear the like, you know, like the voice lines every single time. Hugeify every like over and over and over. That was just my only goal. Did you have you had Lulu three with triple Shojin? It's fantastic. Oh, do you guys not like? Uh, do you guys like uh, Rage Blade on Lulu? Yeah, with, sure. When she yeah. has spears, yeah, uh, like, yeah I feel like it's like it's so busted. Yeah, yeah no. of course. But yeah. you want to use the bow and uh, the world all the things. Uh, Philip, you you had you put your hand up earlier, but you didn't talk. What? Oh, I I want to talk about these assassin changes because the way it's worded makes me feel like it's like dumpstering assassins. No, assassins jump earlier and their jumps are quicker. Oh, oh, Ad- oh yeah. In, in addition to non-assassin chant movement is slow for the start of combat. And their makes it sound faster. like nothing. <laughs> Nothing breaks formation, and you jump at them and die. Dude, no, assassins are like awful. Like no, 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 that's what they're read that, right? Yeah, this is what the patch but, like, is. But like, yeah. if they made it so units move faster and assassins just jump behind them, then it's so different. Like uh, me and Aleko talked about this a little bit, where assassins like so much of it is based on how the AI behaves versus yes. like the actual units. 
And like the way it's worded in these patch notes makes it, me feel like assassins are useless. Yeah, even more useless. Man, I, that feels really bad. I, okay, yeah, I, I had the same thought when I read that. I, I didn't really understand, like... I don't know, like, it just, it just felt it's... bad. But, okay, so here's, here's the thing. I think, I think assassins might be the biggest... Like, what feels bad about having only three rows. Positioning against assassins in mm. DAC was really complicated and really cool. Because you had to cover all your bases and really, really protect your carry. Because you could just put them in front and put your tanks in the back like some people wanted to do. You couldn't do that because they could just put assassins up front and kill them. Um, so it, yeah. I thought it was really uh, really complicated and cool. But you had four rows to do that. In this game, you only have three. And so actually trying to move everything around and protect your, your units com correctly is really, really hard. Because you have to use the front row is a big part of that. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, not that yet. Point. Yeah. You're not, not only just I the... I like assassin Sorry. positioning was really relevant in DAC, and in this game, it's mostly, like, you can you can counter position for it a lot easier. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> I think there'll, there'll eventually be a sweet spot, I think, where you'll find the assassins. So, I think the AI changes, like, um, I also read them kind of like a nerf, like, like, like you guys are as well, but I think, like, assassins in particular, like, gain or lose more based on changes to their AI than probably some of the other classes yes. do, since, like, if they just, like, I've seen some fights where, like, the Akali, like the Akali 2 will just jump straight into the back where the carry is, alt, and then the fight's done, right? It's just jump <laughs> on the volley up, 3. Dead. On the it's volley 3. Good. One yeah. shot's the volley 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's over, right? So, <laughs> no. like, if they, uh, if the, we could make all of these changes that make them harder to get in, but if there's, like, one subtle change in the background that's, like, they now target, like, with a higher likelihood, the, like, three cost, or sorry, three star pieces or like more expensive pieces or whatever then they could just be insane so um i, I, I want to see how this shakes out before i like like really say for sure but yeah i also read this as like it seems less likely now that they'll jump like straight into the enemy carries if they're well positioned i mean yeah right now so why would right you now? nerf them i don't get it uh, yeah they were they are bad now i think everyone knows i think riot probably knows they're not very strong why would you then not try to buff them like Maybe they jump later. They are, to be fair, they are buffing <laughs> Evelyn, Rengar, and Katarina. Yeah, but right. Evelyn is more of a demon anyway. But, but, if you but read the notes, the point is to make her an assassin. Add, it says add deeper counterplay to assassin position. It just sounds like everyone's just a corner, and it just like I can't stop imagining like just like the opening scene of like Saving Private Ryan. Like everything's just a bunker, <laughs> and then like all the assassins are jumping at them and just getting just, like mowed down by like any any cop. It just seems like hopeless. I don't know, like, and well, then you know, once they change the AI a little bit, all these changes they're putting on Rengar and Katarina and Eve, they'll just have to scale back. And, like, I think they have to perfect the the AI that they want before they can just like mess with all the numbers. And stuff. That's the thing. Uh, I didn't I'm, feel I'm, like sure. I didn't feel like assassin positioning, like counter assassin positioning, was very complex. It just it honestly felt pretty bad because all the assassin player would do with their six assassins for ninjas is they would move their Shen from one side to the other, and your whole positioning was ruined. Like, no matter what you did, because they only have to move one piece, you can never be on the same side as them, and your units would just all try to target their Shen, and then your whole positioning's ruined, and darn. So, I think I, I think it might be the right way to start thinking. Like, I, I want some kind of positioning change about it, so that way there is a back and forth in terms of positioning challenges, instead of just the assassin player winning it, this the challenge. Oh. But... Yeah, they have to give, you know, I don't know how good the buffs are. I, it's it's really hard to know that until you actually play. 
but they're gonna like if the if they are giving more counterplay to positioning, they have to make assassins stronger because they already are not strong. <laughs> well, I I hope the Rengar buff is not made up like as uh, the assassin jump nerf and they buffed Rengar because Rengar was already trash and he's probably a bit better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not I mean, enough. They buffed everything <laughs> about him, right? So yeah, they buffed so his both ability. Rengar and, his and Evelyn are units that like people never ever ever put items onto. Um, if Evelyn's yeah. ult actually good. Um, it can just it it yeah. it basically becomes like a second Akali for your team, right? Okay, I try. <laughs> Evelyn gets to a point where she's strong enough, and she's actually just like one-shotting people with her ult. Then she's actually like living the assassin dream, right? Eleven, yeah. So, Evelyn's insane I, already. She's already strong. I don't get the buffs at all. She's already really strong. I I, I think she's okay. I don't. She's a, okay, she's a three-cost unit, man. She's a. She's on the yeah, same cost so Aatrox. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but Rengar, Rengar is as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm right, Rengar guys, guys, I'm still oh, yeah, seeing okay. Rengar is wearing rapid fire cannons, and like, I don't know, I'm still seeing it. Okay, that's what and, like, I was, it was okay. like. That's what's gonna bring up. It like was Kobe I was... this time. I keep seeing Kobe doing it, and I'm like, what, what, like, did you want to put the items on his head? And he's <laughs> yeah. just like, no, this is really good. I'm like, okay. okay yeah. Like, see, I, I, I don't know. Aleko said that people aren't stacking items on Rengar. I tried, okay? I People were telling me, no, trust me, put RFC on Rengar. It got it sucked. I hated it. The, all, every moment of it. Of course. Why would you use it not on Z? Yeah. <laughs> Such a waste. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Is like, unless you're actually able to build a wild assassin comp, then Zed's getting both synergies used while... Rengar isn't, so it's always going to be better to stack Zed unless Rengar's is way better of a unit, right? But, like, do you want do you want every unit to be able to be the item carrier? Because that's not the case. There are not that many items. You want to be viable, right? Like, you want you don't want to be automatic, like, dismissal of putting stuff on. I mean, if unit. if they're the damage, that's... if they're damage units, right? Like, if they're a damage unit and they aren't stackable, like, what are they? Like, like, yeah, okay, like so, there's, there's support yeah. units and there's damage units, right? Like, like no, I'm not gonna put, I'm, I'm not putting on an Infinity Edge on my Pike. I'm not gonna do that. But uh, I'll put Manigan on him, right? Because he's more of, a, he's kind of a, I mean, he can be a carry, but he's kind of a support unit in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, like, okay. do you want it to be like any units like Voltronable? Like, you know, when people discover Voltron Brom, they're like, oh, 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 like, you know, you're seeing like Brom's with like the Thorn Mail with like the Warmogs <laughs> and like Dragon's Claw, and they're like. This is like this, pretty this is cool, OP, you know. Yeah. yeah, but like, you know, not every unit can do that. But like, right. you want us to be like, oh, like it's really cool to put this one item on Eve sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Worth like reasonable. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's we... you, want, you want every unit to have like a, a certain item combination on him that makes him like very strong with his ability. That is stuff. Yeah. And Rengar's is yeah. selling him. <laughs> exactly. Ah, fire can all the way. Let's <laughs> go. Get it. Oh. Since we're talking about even demons, uh, let's talk about how hard demons are getting slapped yeah. in the face in this patch. What's Holy up? crap. Okay, so... I'll let go, you first. <laughs> well, let me first say the change. The demon change oh, is not okay, here. Sure. The de demon change is on here. They're getting changed from 25-50-85, right? Or 25-55-85, one of those, to... 25-50-85, yeah. To 20-35-60? Like, yep. the, the, the four demons gets just slaughtered. Four demons got so murdered, and not only that, Aatrox, Morgana, and Varus all got damage nerfs. They're getting slaughtered. It's okay. probably still strong. 
after the nerf. <laughs> we'll see. Dude, Aatrox 1 <laughs> seems unplayable. Yeah, Aatrox like... 1 seems real bad. Yeah. Okay, but that's good. Aatrox 2 seems way too strong. Yeah. Well, we'll How see. How much is it? 600? Like, whoa, Yeah, yeah, shit. it's still a lot. All but right. that's still, I think, still very good. <laughs> no, that's a dual echo. Sorry. <laughs> so, first of all, Pepe hands to Varus, my boy. He's like unquestionably my favorite unit in the game. So oh, yeah. sad to see that I can't just like force Sorcerer Varus every single game now. Um, but uh, I think the thing the thing with demons that's kind of unfun in this game, and I I'm quoting from someone else. This isn't my uh, these aren't my direct words, but like the kind of the fun of games like TFT and Auto Chess is that you build up this big team and they get to do powerful stuff, and demons just kind of waltz in and they're like, nah, dog, none of your abilities are gonna <laughs> yep. work, right? Yeah. They're kind of designed like they're they're like the blue mage in Magic, or like they're the I don't know, nope. they're, they're the like, nopers. They're like, they're the no's, right? They come in and they say no to whatever you're doing. So I think yeah. it's important that you have some kind of counterplay class like this. Like if if there's a team that's just popping off by using all their abilities all the time, you need to have some kind of counterplay strategy to it, but you can't have that be the predominant strategy. That's glacial not, that's, similar, that, right? That's the thing that you need to exist. Yeah, just like Glacial, that's a great point. You want these kind of counterplay or like no strategies to exist in a space where they beat or strongly beat like the comps they're designed to beat. So like Glacial's counter like, AD based comps in like demons would counter like AP or like ability based comps, right. but you never want them to be unilaterally strong because it's yeah. just going to be frustrating to play against. Yeah, it's it, it's it's weird because the fact that like that it deals quite a bit of damage as well, it just ma it makes it like a viable comp. Like when I think of when I think of how how I think of a comp that is. They're effectively silencing, right? They're not. They're, they don't silence, but they effectively are silencing. I think of a comp that's going to be silencing the enemy, humans in DAC. I think of them as something that you splash into your comp, right? It's like a, it's like an, it's like a secondary synergy. It's not. You don't have a demon comp that doesn't exist. Like you didn't have a human comp in DAC. You have a comp that also has humans. Um, that's how I think of DAC. Yep. That's how I think of, of of demons as well as glacials. And it's weird to me that that you can have like. Six demon and six glacial comps are a thing. Like, if someone told me to build six humans in DAC, <laughs> I would laugh <laughs> at them and keep playing. It's a meme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you can do it, but you're probably still a mage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're probably just so You could do it, but you're still so actually a mage. Just, yeah, yeah. Six conquests. Six. And, and even, even just for the fun factor of the game, it's like, it's such a buzzkill to, like, level units up and just watch them do fucking nothing. It's just like, I don't know if that's, like, too casual of me to think, but, like, you work so hard to, like, level something up, and then, like, there's all these, like, synergies just, like, nah, it doesn't actually fucking matter, like, if you level up your unit or not. It's gonna do nothing this entire fight. How anyway. do you feel about Curse yes. Blade? That's, like, one of the most complained about things on Reddit right now, is Curse Blade. Yeah, but the, 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 yeah. the thing is, right, like, in DAC, the most annoying thing was human science. And what do we have in this game? We have Hush. We have, like, Disarm Chan. Like, we have Demons. Like, yeah. there's so many humans, human mechanics in this game. That's really frustrating. Like, getting hushed is super annoying. Getting disarmed is super annoying. Getting mana burned is super annoying. Getting cursed blade is super annoying. I don't know. I don't, I, mm. These things are not fun to play. We, it hasn't been bothering me that much. Change. It hasn't been bothering me that much. The, the thing that's bothering me oh, the most is, is Phantom. Phantom has bothered me a lot. But... Phantom as well. Mm. Exactly. That's another one. Thank you. Oh, that is like yeah. the rolling the die and hoping you high roll. And when you do, you're like, oh, I guess you lose. Dude, fun. the amount of times today that like I had a unit get phantomed and then died to let, I mean, it was Stormmail once, it was Static Ship another time. Like, it's just like, oh, well. Yeah, that's why Static Ship is so strong in Rangers, right, with Phantom. Because they're, even though you Phantom the backline, they're going to get shift. And then they. 
on top of static so. ship being just good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, of course, but it's a nice, it's a nice yeah, combination nice. over yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it, it's so funny with like Ionic Spark. You know, like I've seen like Blitzcrank yeah, get like like Blitzcrank three gets Mordekaiser like or gets Phantom and then like goes to grab and doesn't even get to like hit your unit. <laughs> but I haven't seen that one. That's oh, that's I, hilarious. I've, I've, I've and people are like, Not a oh, 3, like yeah. well played. Like I'm like thanks. <laughs> Uh, I think if you're gonna have mechanics like these, you need to offer like counterplay to them, like counterplay to the counterplay. Like if they're if they're gonna be like the strongest thing or the best thing to do, and it it doesn't feel like there's a ton of counterplay to some of the like disarm weapon like silence weapons and stuff. There is some counterplay to Phantom. So like I had a game where I had like a hyper carry cannon, um, and uh, he he got Phantom like three fights in a row, but he never died because I had um, a locket and he, and a hextech gunblade. So he'd get Phantomed and then would just attack and would kind of heal back up before he could ult. So. That's fair. There are some ways that you yeah, can. That's true. You know, I still think it's kind of frustrating as a mechanic, more from an RNG perspective, because like you'll go into a fight and like you'll get some like random thing phantom. You're like, okay, this is fine, right? And you'll go into a fight and you're like, you're level three Aatrox to get phantom. Yeah. Like, great table flip, right? So I think it's more that like it's so swingy from a fight to fight basis. Like I don't know really how you could equalize so, that more. Alecco, do you try uh, underlords? Do you try underlords? No, I actually haven't. Never tried Underlords? Okay. Well, Underlords yeah. had a system. Their druid system was that when you had oh two, if you had two druids on the board, so you had a, let's say you had a two, a two star uh, Trent and a two star Furion, it would randomly upgrade one of them. Trent's a lot better than Furion. It would, it would randomly upgrade one of your druids. Um, your lowest cost, oh, your lowest star, star druid. Your lowest star druids. Yeah, it upgrade to a three star or whatever. Um, th that's, that's to me very similar to the fan mechanic is that. When you go into a fight, you have no idea how the fight's gonna go, and that kind of feels bad because it like whether I have a three star lone druid or a three star enchantress is gonna be very different in terms of how the fight is. Right, if I'm running beasts, um, mm -hmm. and in in this game, like whether I have my graves one that I'm running for synergy or my Tristana three get phantomed, it's gonna be pretty different. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that that's the that's the issue that I I tend to run into is like. It's it's I have no idea going into the fight of how it's going to end up, and I I, I hate that feeling. I like to have some yeah. kind of assurance of yeah. what's happening. Take the strategy away. That's why I really like Zephyr. That's yes, that kind Zephyr's of stuff. That's so yeah, sick. it's so much that's fun. The opposite, like actual... That's the opposite. That's opposite of Phantom, right? Yes. That's like perfect mm -hmm. item. Like you can, it's like a, a niche item. Like no one actually buys it, but you can use it very effectively, and that's like an awesome item. This goes I mean, back like, to like the whole uh, competitive versus casual thing, where like I'm sure there's some yeah, people yeah. that hate Zephyr, like the fact, like how much they have to like tab back and forth for Zephyr. Like, I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they just want to put the Draven in the corner. Yeah, and then nothing, you know. <laughs> I also kind of want to know why like so many of the mechanics in this game are so like no, as opposed to like empowering things. Like I, I wish there was like a passive that like made it so maybe like those kind of units or your whole team is like more resistant to CC or like an item Tenacity. that makes your unit uncc-able un un or something or like um, a passive that like 100% mana uh, starts with 100% mana so everything automatically casts um, or like stuff like god that's yeah, like, broken uh, for some uh, that's, that's not very yeah but like it depends <laughs> like right you, you design this injury around it right like so dragons in, in uh, auto chest were balanced around it right yeah uh, so like but like yeah, uh, I mean, those are more pro, like like there's ways to stop other things, but those options haven't been given to us yet, right? Mm -hmm. I think wondering, QS, like, QSS why. should be the first item in, that they add to this game. Is my that's what like the for those who don't know, Quicksilver Sash is like the anti CC item in yeah. League of Legends. 
I think having an item that just prevents your character from having debuff effects applied to it, like, is so that you can, like, throw that on a carry against debuff heavy comps, I think that would be awesome. I would, I would love, they would to love this. They would have to... big fat plus one for me. They'd have to remove an item or add a new basic item, right? Yeah, they'd have to remove one, but I don't know. I don't know what they've said about seasons. I know they said that they're going to be, like, rotating pieces in and out. There's so many items in League of Legends. You could rotate items at League in and out, too. I have no idea. If that was on the table, Dude, if, or if not, they but... rotated like a basic item, like think of the meta shifts that happen because of that. That like, that'd be awesome. Whole, oh, yeah, yeah, it would be. Can they not just make rune instead? Items. Yeah, yeah, they just, they just cut runes. It's fair. It's like then that can make the that item. I think whatever, I only like, get runes like when it's a when it's a solo item from the carousel, a full runes. And that then I don't even feel good. Like I'm like I kind of have to take it, but for some reason I feel really bad. <laughs> I don't know. It gives forty MR, right? It does give forty. It doubles it. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. Know. That's that. There are so many um, niche effects yeah. that I think would be really really cool to have mm -hmm. in TFT, and there are definitely like the more I play, the more I notice like, oh, I really wish there's a way to do X in this scenario. And like I feel like I should be able to do it by merging two items. Like, and I, I hope we go in that direction instead of just like, oh, like don't worry, guys, you'll get stunned a little bit less, or you know, we'll we'll nerf it so that mana burn's just unplayable, so you won't have to play against it. You know, like it shouldn't that shouldn't be the solution, the go-to solution mm -hmm. is making something unplayable. It should be to introduce counterplay and like you know using your brain as opposed to just like being like, oh, the players don't like this, let's just like like alter it mm -hmm. yeah can we talk about carousel losing a unit i don't get the change like, yeah. i don't i don't see what it's doing but it's it's interesting Aleko, what, what are they doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could not tell you i have no idea <laughs> what this change is about yeah i i don't know i i don't know if that's coming along with any sort of other changes i, I guess the way they announced it makes it seem like they're just straight up cutting one thing yeah. from carousel um, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know at least, well, I don't think. At least I hope that they increase the first card so everything is a two cost. Like, otherwise, someone's gonna end up with a one cost and a bad well, item. They're probably maybe. gonna make it one mm -hmm. one cost, right? Just a singular one cost unit now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine as well. Mm -hmm. That's fine. so okay. I hope they do. Here's here's a it, here's my issue. Okay, are legendaries not gonna be across from each other now? Because you can't have people think across from each other. Mm. <laughs> maybe it's a positioning rationale for this, right? Like they wanted it, like it's it's just like spaced better, because something that would tilt me off the face of the planet. It's like so it's like let's say like I just like need the Akali, right? Like I'm three assassins in, I just like <laughs> I need the Akali, right? And we go into the carousel, boom, there's an Akali, like and it's got a rod on it. It's like oh yeah, I've been losing. It's coming to me. It's gonna be great. And then it ends up on the opposite side of the fucking carousel, and the guy pops nope. out and takes the Akali. It's like oh, that can't ever so change, ever right? One wasn't in there. I don't know yeah, if, it, like, positionally, you could make stuff, like, better. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, this, is, it, this is a change that, without any context, I have a really hard time unpacking if there's, like, positives or negatives to it. Don't you guys, or have you seen, like, sometimes I have nine units on the curse? Like, it's sometimes it happens, seen that. right? Oh, I've seen that. Someone randomly, I have nine. Huh? Wait, what? Like, I thought I mean, it wasn't bugs. You, you guys have also oh, noticed that, like... Maybe it's because they want a gap. Maybe it's because they want they, to yeah. start off so that there's a there's an so entry point run in. in the bottom. Because sometimes, like if it's yeah. on, if, if, let's say like I know there's a circle here and I'm here and the piece I want's like here, like I have to run all the way around. But if there's just like a gap, that makes a lot could, of like, sense. In the middle, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, that would that actually be really nice. Circle, I, a, 
Oh, well, bigger. Wait, but don't you get screwed up like, a little bit if the gap's right in front of you? Like, I guess, I mean, like, you lose a unit, kind of, but at the same time, it lets you... Mm-hmm. It, the first, in the first carousel, you get screwed a little bit. In the first carousel. Only in the first mm-hmm. one, I think. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Oh, I, I have a question I want to ask real quick. Have you guys noticed that, like, every, like, about, like, 40 rolls, you'll just have, like, an empty slot? Yeah, yeah. I know what's up with that. It's obviously a bug. And then, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a bug. Okay. Uh, I was just, I just want to see if like it's like consistently across the board like everyone's like every so often they'll just be like there's just a black slot here there's I think nothing I here. I only get it like every other game though or every few games I don't feel like I get it that much. I don't often. get it that much. I, I got it, like twice in like one turn of rolling and been like what the fuck. <laughs> I mean the game is not out yet right that's what you say. It's in beta. <laughs> it's a beta. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> we still don't have synergies. Doesn't matter. Also can we <laughs> agree that Lock is awful now with those three kids assassins? Yeah, Locker is like mm-hmm. there's. I don't see there's almost any. I mean, there. No, Four it's seconds. so bad. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's it, it's terrible. Sorry. So one thing I'll say, like, so I agree, it seems awful right now, at least compared to what it was. Yeah. Um, it would be something I like to actively build, but I think one thing that we haven't really seen is like people mostly stack their units towards the back row. Like even in like yeah, ostensibly frontline or melee heavy compositions. Uh, which is really strange because in in DAC you'd see like warriors would go all up at front. There'd be like a lot of reasons to like put your units as close mm-hmm. to the front as possible. But even with like those frontline things, I it's still I still feel like I it's better to like put my like frontline type units towards the back. So maybe um, Locket will with this change will let you put stuff along the front line and just like smash in for like brawler comps or knight comps or something like that. Why do I, we I, do that? I, I, I think <laughs> I. I, I I think I put my when I, I, I think I put units in the front line when I have a cannon. I used to do, and I think I do that sometimes, because the problem with cannon is like when you put cannon in the back line, he's gonna walk like very awkwardly sometimes, and he's just gonna die. When you put cannon in the front, it's gonna like instantly auto attack and stand still, like and then like mm. probably not get attacked often and still get a very good ultimate off in the, and if you put him in the back, it's gonna be very awkward what he's gonna do. So that's the only reason like why I put put something in the front. Uh, like well, my whole team in the front. But, but uh, if yeah. I have like a a giant melee comp, right? Like Blade Masters, although I used to have Draven, but I I can't I can't see the advantage of actually going the backline. But I definitely do it. I just like I don't I don't have yeah. a reason I do it, but I do. I don't, but I can't see the reason why that's better. I mean, it's it increases like RNG, right? It just feels like I when I I feel like when I put my brawlers or my Blade Masters in the front row and I fight. I do worse than if I put them in the back. And I can't put my finger on it, but it's like I just I'll I'll move between those two formations and just it feels to me like I'm winning more when they're along the back, and I'm not sure why that is. Um it increases RNG when you put all your units in the back, right? Like when you're in the front, like you can kind of decide how your units take aggro. But yeah. When we put your units in the back, it kinda of, like random units will take damage and you can't really but it also increases the chance that your frontliners will help your backliners to get jump on. Um, but I, I'm gonna say I, I also just backline everything most of the time, even when I have like four knights, and I'm yeah. like, what the hell? I mean, uh, the, there are things like Zeke, Zeke's right? So yeah, but I think they, what they're saying I think, is front row. I think is, because so. Locket was OP, people start backlining everything, and now they're kind of getting used to that, like that thing, like just putting everything in the back in a line. Like, I don't know. Uh, Feels like a habit. Yeah, of yeah. I, I think, I think it was like you'll see people with, without, like literally without Zeke's, like just like a like a normal like sort comp, no Zeke's, no Locket, they'll just line up at the back and like that's not right. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not right. When I do sort, I go corner. 
yeah, because yeah. I want a good ASOL ult, and that's not gonna right. happen. And Morgana with and Lulu and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, we there's we still haven't talked. Okay, I want to go to the meta discussion, but we haven't talked about the biggest change yet. I think, which is the fact that player damage is lowered. Like, but I don't think it's a big change at all. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing is that it actually might not be big because it's yeah. Now that we know, it's only three, four, and five cost units are getting changed. Well, I think the the thing is right. It would be it is a good change for late game. But the problem with player damage is you get take too much damage early, not late yeah. game. Like, of course, it is annoying to take like thirty damage sometimes in the late game, right? Where you just you get destroyed and you actually take like thirty damage. Like that doesn't happen anymore. It's a good change still for that, but the problem about the the whole game and losing streaking is that you cannot you take too much damage early. At least spiders are, are lowered. Yeah, that's good, but you don't often. That's not a reason why you. Yeah, usually usually it's not yeah. at least three that cause you to be low health. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's like really unfortunate, and it's a good change <laughs> again. But it's not the core. It's not the core of the problem being they tried to fix. Uh, in my, uh -huh. I wonder what the problem was with just making it so that. Uh, your your uh, courier doesn't do damage. Like right. they probably tested it and it didn't work out. But I wouldn't know why. Yeah, they just want the game to be fast. I don't know. That's the only reason I see. Yep. <laughs> There's no oh, more time. Yeah, I want meaningful decisions. Yeah, can I can I not have to press D to zero gold every turn? <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's, I think there's there's a couple things going on here so the first thing is so coming from dac i think one of the more compelling pieces of strategy was the losing streak like the intentional loss streak yes. or open fording because like one of it was such a unique and interesting judgment call i think you had to make when you'd start out a game and you just get like shit rolls and you're like okay i think i'm gonna lose on average to the majority of people so my best strategy right here is to go max econ take a bunch of damage and then like hit a power spike and try to win from like 30 health or something like that mm -hmm. right uh I think there's a couple of issues with that. First of all, it's a very it's 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 counterintuitive to that. Like most games don't ever want you to lose. Like they want you to win and keep winning. Um, so I think it it's a little bit weird from like a classical game design sense to like try to encourage players to do that. It's good to have comeback mechanics, right? It's good to have mechanics where if the, yes. the losing team can then turn things around very quickly, which is why you have like lose streak bonuses. But you, I don't think you ever want to make it so that it's like. A, a constantly viable strategy like it's always like it's it's just like something that's always on the table and always good because i think what first of all it'll kind of kind of create a separation between the people who are like experienced or like in the know and the people that are trying to play it more casually um when you uh, like it's it, uh, introducing someone to tft right now is super nice and super accessible but imagine you're like okay by the way half the time you're supposed to not win and then the trick is knowing when to start winning like it's it's a very counterintuitive it adds kind of so weird much psychological place well. to be in. It it adds a lot of nuance, and I did like it in DAC, I think. Um, but uh, it, I think it's it's the sort of thing where if you if you if you want to make the decision that that's just not a thing that you want to be viable to like have people intentionally punt like the first fifteen minutes of the game and just like it sit there like waiting until uh, like their one moment to strike. If that's not, I I think it's a pretty reasonable standpoint to just say like we don't want that to be a thing. I think what you should try to balance for is not feeling like you're out of the game because you just had bad rolls in the early game. Like that's what's good about the lose streaking is like you you it feels like you have the agency to turn things around. Like, oh, I got bad rolls, I can still win this by doing this special thing. So I feel like you you definitely need to allow players to come back from like bad rolls in the early game and win with their decision making. Um, but I don't know if I I actually don't know if it's a good idea to like strictly speaking, like make 
lose streaking like a viable strategy, like or to at least open for it strategy. Well, well okay, it, it so, shouldn't be viable, but it should not be as punishing as it is. That's the problem. So, like, go ahead. I, I, I did a, a giant rant on Twitter about when I talked about pirates. I talked about losing streak a lot because I my, my issues with pirates is that they actually made losing streak worse because there was someone in the game who get more money than you when you're lose streaking. That's one of my that's my main issue with pirates is that um, because the thing about lose streaking to me, what lose streaking is is what you resort to when you have a bad start right pirates aren't a pirates like they're not a bad start if you have three pirates on two ones it's not a bad start it's fine right um so to me like loosing is what you resort to when you have when you bad start there was times in like i, I said i said in my, my thing i think when i first hit queen i was i was losing about 80 percent of my games open forwarding about like 20 25 percent of them that's DAC, I think, was a, it was too far in one in, in the losing streak direction. I think losing streak yeah, was, was too good. Uh, streaks in particular, just in general, streaking was all the high elo was at the end of uh, at the end of us playing. All you cared about was streaks. Um, it was too much in that direction. In in this game, uh, and and the only way the only way I can fear to fix this is to making loose streaking viable to some extent. Is that it's all the way. It's completely one hundred percent the other way. Where if you have a bad start, you are almost certainly going to just die. Because, like, I, I, you guys have had games where you, where you died before Wolves, right? Before, like, on stage three? Yep. Yeah. That, yep. like, it, it, that, that never happened in, in DAC unless you literally open forwarded where, where you would die that early. And that's a, that's a conscious, conscious decision that you made uh, is, to make, is to take that risk. You would never die that early in, in, in DAC, um, which it makes sense. Obviously, damage is lower. But the, 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 the thing was that you you had in in that time that DAC gave you you had time to make choices had time to make enough money so you could make choices in this game you can't by because of the damage being so high you don't have the time to make those choices and time to recover you can't lose streak for long enough they are changing loose streaks so that you get you're going to get effectively two more gold right you're going to get your two costs you're going to get your plus 2 earlier and you're going to get your plus 3 earlier so uh, by one turn each yes. so you get effectively plus 2 gold i, I can't see that being enough I like, mean, you know, when you hit plus three, you're at zero health now. TFT, right? When the yeah, first time you hit much. plus three, you're probably dead. Yeah, pretty so much. It's, yeah. It's it, when you hit plus three now, you're at ten health. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, you're gonna have some more gold, sure. Like, but uh, I don't. know. It, it it's just super annoying. To... You can't do anything when you lose. Sorry. It, it feels bad to never give a shit about your loot streak. Like, you're always just like, I hope I stop my loot streak now. It just doesn't. There's no point where you're like I need to preserve my lose streak. You know, like losing health just feels so bad, and then you lose like it so fast, and then you're dead. And I don't know. Maybe like there could be a system where like it's like every turn the person who's in last place gets like a little bit extra gold or something. I I don't see these current changes being enough to make it so that like lose streak is appealing in any way. Like I think the system kind of does exist though. It's called the carousel, right? Like that's true. The, so the the carousel, I think. Oh, the ideal world, because I all of your complaints are totally valid. I feel like the uh, the whole thing about the advantage of like being able to open for it, like to come out of these like really bad starts, is you know to be able to give agency to players who had bad starts. That that is a positive, and I think that's kind of the goal of the carousel as well. It's to make both allow players to complete item builds that they're specifically looking for, and to give players who are lose streaking or who are at the bottom like a comeback and the ability to climb up. So do you think like a, a maybe a better change to not encourage lose streaking, but to allow players to come back 
from bad starts and bad rolls in the early game would be to just like make the disparity between pieces larger in the carousel. See. All right. Okay. What about this? What about this? So currently they they nerfed um, wind streaking and they they buff loose streaking by making one unit less in the carousel. Um, but what if the last place player also gets the remaining unit in the carousel? Hmm. So you just get like an extra little item or, or something on their bench. Okay. The thing is, right? I, I, God, the thing dude, I like going this, big the... last though. Like, then you have the two three open for it. But don't you guys think like the carousel is good when you're losing? But there's a reason why you're losing because you probably have no items, and the number one guy <laughs> doesn't really need any items because he's probably winning because he has six items, and you yeah. can get your extra. So you can make. Well, I have a spark now. Why the number one guy has an RFC and a spike, a spark? Well, like, Philip is saying you get two items, right? Philip saying you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's why I that's uh, uh, that's why I said it was. That's why I think it's like maybe a good good thing. Uh, but I was commenting more on like Aleka, where you say like you get the first one to be in the carousel. That's nice, but like you, it's not it's not enough. Like most. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, I think no, I, I actually I totally much. agree. <laughs> no, I. I think I totally agree with that. I think that the, the idea, though, behind the carousel was to be the to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be to be the reason to lose streak, right? So not to you you want the games you want the games to have good pacing, right? So not having open fort helps the pacing of the game a lot, um, and you want players to feel like they can come back from these things, right? And I think that's why the carousel is there. But the the question is, is the carousel doing enough to help those players right now, or is there enough uh, ability for players? who do get bad early rolls to make decisions and bring them back into the game. And I think the consensus here is that there isn't. So would be the, would the better change be to really reduce damage? Because that would have an effect on the pacing. Or would it be to uh, do make changes to the carousel or just to like the amount of gold generation or add some other kind of comeback mechanism? It, it just seems like it's not enough of a power spike to be the first pick in the carousel, which like I actually think like giving the last place player uh, the last rem like the rem one remaining item afterwards is actually pretty interesting the, the, idea to play with but th then then it's like when you're seventh you feel off yes yeah that's the thing is the right? all, all it does is make seventh eighth right that's all that does yeah like that makes seventh feel like eighth yeah i agree um and there's so, no difference between yeah that. It, it, all it's a good buff all it does is makes buff. is makes effectively that seventh place is last place and eighth place is somewhere else i, um, I don't think that's necessarily like all the time though but like because like currently eighth is just eighth right like Yes. I think there are times where like the one guy who's eighth is like forty three percent, and then like seventh, like seventy two percent. Sometimes, yeah, that's true. Well, I, I like, but that, they like, should change that. It's on like you're you're getting a sec. You're getting another item and unit on on two four. Okay, but uh, what he, if it kicks in later? Th there's know. a thing. There's a, there's there's a the thing about the carousel that I think is it's it's weird because it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Items have gotten closer in terms of power, I feel like. I think over time they've made the items more balanced, which means yep. that going first in the carousel has gotten less good. Right? That's, like, that's like it, point, it yeah. used to be that Recurbo used to be in, uh, in Spatula, like, they, they were the top, and everything else was like, whatever. Like, I guess I get that. Everything else. Now it's like, okay, there's a lot of good stuff, like, Rod's really good, you know, the belt, sword, like, there's a lot of stuff that's really good. And you're, like, pretty happy getting almost anything, honestly. Like, there's, yeah, like, I can't I can't remember the like like in early days like picking a a, a negatron cloak off of the first carousel but I do sometimes now uh, or sorry second carousel um so 
I don't know how to feel about that, because I don't know if they, if they wanted to shake it so the items are less balanced, because that feels worse now to drop from creeps. But there's an issue there that, like, if items are imbalanced, then it feels bad to get it from creeps in the first carousel. And then if items are, are imbalanced, or, sorry, if items are balanced, then it feels bad on the carousel when you're first picked, because it doesn't really matter where you're going. I don't know. Uh, that was something to bring up, because... No, it... that's a good point. Yeah, because it did feel like when the game started out that you'd, like, just wanted, like, like one kind of item for whatever the flavor of the day. Like, right. Yeah, uh, but the thing was, when the game right. just started out, we started playing, and then people were inting for the first carousel. Is that something you want to do as well? That's that's. I think that was funny. wrong. But <laughs> I yeah, think they were just like, wrong to do that. But... I don't know. Do what, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I do. But, uh, I think that was fine. In the uh, beginning, it was totally fine, because no one played aggressive. But no, I mean, totally people keep fine. changing, right? Like... Went from never leveling up to everyone always leveling up to like uh, like there there hasn't been like a like a happy medium for anything in this game I think yeah yeah I see I think open fort is oh, sorry Philip you're DC are you still, are you still talking no <laughs> you're DC I think uh, okay, talking. I think open fort is like is an unhealthy thing to the game I think open fort yeah, is, I don't is, is inherently unhealthy it's not it doesn't make any it. It's it's what Aleko was saying. It's unintuitive. It doesn't make any sense. But I think losing streak isn't really yes. that unintuitive to me. I think losing streak makes like obviously yes. It might take a game or two to make to make sense of that. But it makes sense that like it, it makes sense to me when I join a game that I I don't have to win every round because I I know that you know we're all dying together, right? Like um, it, 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 I I shouldn't have the, this feeling in my mind that I have that like I have to win this round. I have to win this round. I have to win this round. Losing streak to me is it, like honestly, I, I said this in my in my in my Twitter post. Losing streak to me isn't actually about losing and then losing and then losing and then losing and then losing. That's not what a losing streak is to me. A losing streak is to me is a way to get is a way to get money to get back into the game. If that's actually just through getting interest, you get more gold to get interest faster. That's actually fine. Um, okay. it's actually it's not about the a chain of losses to me. But like the idea is like. The whole concept is I'm charging up my laser, right? Like, <laughs> it, it, you're like, you're exactly. just not, like, you have, the idea of paying life for an advantage is prevalent in almost every card game. That's true. That's a good you point. You know, like, people who are playing this kind of game, it's not like they don't understand that this is a concept. You know, like, you, your life total is not always the most valuable resource in a game. Like, in Magic, you pay life to draw cards sometimes. You pay life to get mana sometimes. You know, like, there's, there's... That's a really good argument. Like, in TFT, life is not like doesn't feel as much like a resource as in just like losing. This is never good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a bit too much on the other. Like I don't want open for either because in DSC at the end it was way too broken and it was not fun because you yes. were going to compete with three other open forders <laughs> and three people are going to get cucked and like it, that's not fun because mm -hmm. when you, you lost your streak, you lost. Like you actually just lost. You can just quit. Yeah. It's over, right? Yeah. Like, it makes uh, opponent RNG so much worse when you like encourage those strategies. Yes. Because right now it's like, okay, there's like one like guy that's pretty strong, and I want to be strong all the time, and I don't want to fight that one guy that's really strong so I can keep my win streak, and that's pretty intuitive. But when you're like, oh shit, there's three people who are literally putting no <laughs> units on the board, right? And, <laughs> and I'm not be either. Weak, <laughs> but I don't want to be too weak, but I also want to be strong, but I really don't want to be too strong. It's like it, it that it it. The strategy there is like totally trumped by who you're just rolling into. Yes, I think that's exactly. already one of the most frustrating things at the end of the game. Like, yeah, like yeah. yesterday, I played three games where I could have finished between third and fifth, 
just depending on who I rolled into on the final fight. Dude, just roll and a ghost. I don't uh, really know. Just roll a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forehead. Yeah, easy. <laughs> forehead, dude. I, I don't know, like, uh, what you can really do about correcting that thing, which to me is the most frustrating part about, like, auto chess and TFT in this whole genre, the auto battler mm -hmm. genre, is that, like, you can, you'll get to end game states where you're, the, their final placing is determined by just, like, which opponent you fight. And I think open forts fundamentally are that same thing, but for the whole game. So. Yeah, exactly. I think we, I think, I think most people I talk to don't want open fort either. Yes. Like, it's just that losing streak should be less. But it should be an option to go for instead of like yeah. you always have to try to win because losing streak doesn't give you anything you and you die too. The reality is we want to we want a way that if we have a bad start we get back into the game. That's the reality. But the, but the yeah. the immediate thought True is, that, is that is that that's uh, loose streaking. If maybe it can be made in the carousel somehow, but it like like Philip's idea like again I I feel like I I feel like a lot of the time that's going to be like well. Seventh place is dead. Like I don't know. I mean, I mean at least he comes with a suggestion. Might not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, mean, I like where his head's at. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there are things where it's like I want like my lose streak for there to be a thing where I, I feel like I have something to think. Right now, it feels like someone like yeah. flipped a quarter at me. It's like chin up, kid. It's okay. And I'm like, fuck you. Like <laughs> it doesn't actually help me at all. You know, it's just like it's like I'm losing. I'm like, all right. um... So I actually don't have anything to think about. <laughs> All I can do for the rest of the game is have zero gold and try to get like fifth, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's totally true. We're we're, we're uh, usually we talk about meta the whole time, but because we have a Leco here as like a voice of reason that <laughs> it's, I don't know. This is yeah, I'm liking this discussion good. a lot. This has been great. Um, but we can talk a little bit about about what last week's been like before we close off the show, just a little bit. Um. This is what my last speech felt like. <laughs> These two units, about it. Oh, those two items. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last week it's been a lot of a lot of demons, a lot of static shivs. Uh, GA's popped up. I want to ask you guys about your thoughts on GA because GA's like it's not like originally it was like oh you put it on like Swain and Kennen maybe Aatrox. Now it's like people are just stacking GA's like not obviously on one unit but like people are building GA's a lot. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, it just like. In general, like your thoughts on the meta right now, like anything that's uh, viable other than that, like how do you think about gunslingers, anything like that? Draven. So yeah. Who wants to jump in? Oh, we'll see. oh well, I, I mean, uh, I think uh, demons were very strong. I, I think they're kind of falling off. I think the strongest right now is probably rangers, because they're good against like a lot of comps, and uh, they have like a very like you can go four rangers, you can go two rangers, you can go knights with them, you go elementalists with them, guardians with them. Like they're all very strong. And they're kind of busted with shift, so yeah, uh, yeah. I think rangers at the moment are probably the most consistent comp. I don't really like rangers that much, but you know. Do you think shift was an unknown? Think shift made them viable oh, do only. Think, but do you think it was a, a sleeper op, or do you think it was like it wasn't good in the meta before? Yeah, I'm actually not sure. Uh, I, think, I think I think it was bugged and then it got unbugged. Wait, yeah, it how was, was bugged it bugged? In PvE, right? PvE. I don't know it's bugged. How's it bugged? I, yeah, that's what I heard. I was oh, okay. I was watching I think Saint Vicious's stream, and that's what he said. I didn't know it was bugged because I never built it. Because literally all I do is just like watch runs and tabs and just do what they do. So, <laughs> so they they didn't build it, so I didn't build it. But now that like other, I saw other people doing it, I was I was like, okay, I guess, I guess we're building static ships now. So I think it was because it, I, I don't know, don't quote me on that, but I think it just it wasn't applying it to the as many people as it's supposed to before. Ah, oh, okay, okay. 
I didn't know this. I also I mean, feel like people got obsessed with the idea of gunslinger procs uh, applying uh, stack shift to everything, and they forgot that like ranger passive actually applies yeah, yeah, a stack yeah. shift proc. Yeah, yeah. So, but you forgot as well, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone everyone forgot. <laughs> I mean, I have. I, I was really not playing rangers very much for a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. But I think, like, I think honestly, I feel like a lot of people complain about the meta, but I feel like the meta right now it's not that bad to be honest. I think it's these like I think a lot of stuff are viable. Yes, demons are very annoying. It's a very strong comp. Sorcerer are too strong. Three sword buff is still too strong. There are no changes. I don't know why, but there's it's still too strong. But I think the the meta is in a decent place. I totally agree. Right now. But this is gonna be every week that people are gonna complain about the meta. Every week. No matter what the meta is, people are gonna hate it. <laughs> but but I've 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 heard people actually hate it. Like they discussed about this meta, even though Dude, in DAC we had metas for a month, right? Like people had yeah. this meta for a week, dude. I, I will say, and it's okay. Been I, I will say, like Jesus. I played Hearthstone, and like if you didn't see at least seven posts on r slash Hearthstone about how bad the meta was on a daily basis, then you're on the wrong subreddit. But in DAC, people actually didn't hate the meta that much. That like, except for very small no. circumstances, it was weird actually thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, mean, I feel like people... stale. Yeah, yeah. It did get stale, but this like there's no way this is stale, right? Like of course, people don't understand. Like people are gonna force the strongest comp. Like that's what people do. Yeah. And when there's gonna be another good comp, people are gonna force that. That that's like meta kind of right. But it doesn't mean like it's super unbalanced. Like I think in this week the meta has changed in a in a week. Like there are less demons in my lobbies at least. Yeah, and there are like, so many shivs. The shivs, like okay, but yeah, yeah, sure, it's going from one thing to another, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. still like. You, you can still play different, like, Shivanas. I see yeah, way more Shivanas yeah. now, right? Yeah. With Warmogs and yeah. uh, Thornmill. Yeah. I mean, it is different, right? It is. It's It's only a week. <laughs> like, let's be honest. It changed a lot. I mean, I think if you literally don't touch anything right now, the game will still change, and people will yep. still build different things. I think people are inherently poor at, um, like, what actually creates an unhealthy situation. Um, it's kind of like probability. Like, people just don't understand probability at all. And like people love to complain. That's like a huge thing. Yeah, that's what I do as well. I like. <laughs> For like, sure. like this, like, I think if they didn't touch anything, the meta will keep developing, and different builds will be good over different times depending on what else, like what is popular. But um, obviously, like I, I don't think that Riot putting hands on here. Uh, I think like the, a lot of the changes that they're making are very proactive. Although like some stuff is like weird because like it might feel like it's a week behind, like. Buffing rangers now seems weird. Yeah, no. That seems so bad. Yeah, I have no idea what. The... Mm. Like, actually. Mm. <laughs> so, Sorry. Something I want to say, like just like putting on my game developer hat for a second, um, is that when when the the devs took the stance to like make the item system that they did in this game, they basically were accepting like a way larger balancing challenge than yes. I think anything that exists in any in, yeah. in any of the other auto battlers currently. Right? They sure. they offered abilities the players to make for players to make things cross class they they added items like rfc which can make melee units into ranged units so like they're you're you're getting the ability to basically like fundamentally break the game right so instead of taking the stance as a developer saying like okay we're gonna present to you what we think is good and allow you to play around with it they're like go ahead break it guys like here do a whole bunch of fucked up broken stuff right 
And when the game's first coming out, because keep in mind, this game's super young. It's it's really, really young. Not even just from like since it was released, but even since like the first line of code was written for mm -hmm. it. It was that was in 2019, right? Yeah. So I think um when you when you think about the age of the game, like it's I it was almost inevitable that right from the start, there's going to be a certain number of items, a certain number of pieces that are just going to be way too strong, especially considering this, like how much agency they gave the players with such like a variable, malleable item system, like compared to the other games in the genre. So I think over time, when they even and like smooth these things out, um, it, what I what I want to be keeping track of and will be really interesting to see is if like, if the game still feels like there's only a few viable builds at any time, or if it's if it feels like okay, well, demons are the thing right now, or you know, cannons yeah. the thing right now. If we, when they, eventually they can smooth all that out and be like, okay, yeah, there's a million different balance points, and we finally adjusted all the things to the right point. Is it when we get there? Is it going to be okay? Like it's just open season. Like anything, anything is playable or not. I think the item system is the whole reason I got captured by this game. I think it's the. I think it's actually the whole reason. Like the item system is like what sets what sets this differently sets this apart right from the other uh, auto battlers. It's so complicated and it's like really fun. I think that's. I think that's the. Yeah. Very 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 like even though yeah it, it's a it causes tons of balance issues like APS well, obviously, um, but it it's so 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 good for the game. It, it I, if it didn't exist like I maybe maybe I'm playing Underlords right now. I don't know, but. I mean, the, the good thing is, like, it, it's not, it, it doesn't get stuck. You can always change how it works. Like, I, I think, like, for example, though, like, I think, like, the Locket stuff is, like, super overzealous. I thought Locket was in, like, a perfect place where it was. Um, yeah. And, like, I think that, like, some things might be, might need more time to have some, and, like, one week is actually just not that long. Like I feel like I'm, there's still yeah. so much to learn all the time. Yeah, and it's really weird. It's, it changed yeah. too fast. I think the problem, what they, the problem, why I think people hate it, the meta so much, is not actually demons. It's just that you don't like where we're talking about the loose streaking, like dying. I think yeah. people. That's why people actually don't like it, and it's not going to be changed. I think the aggressive playstyle will probably be exactly the same. So they don't even touch the. The problem, I think, of what a lot of people have with the game, right? It's it's not wait, wait. demons being strong. Ren, so are you saying but... people don't like losing? <laughs> Hold up. Hold what? up. Hold <laughs> people don't like to have a chance at coming back. Let's keep it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, sorry, I was just giving you shit, but that's... Yeah, yeah I know, uh, I know. To, like, I want to lose. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, if you... I, I think that there does need to be a way for this game to... Uh, to have more of a comeback mechanism for when you low roll in the early game. Like, I feel like if I get to the first carousel and I still don't have any level twos, like my chances of winning are just so low in that perhaps in, in DAC, like if I was in that kind of a situation, I would have more agency, at least to beat maybe not like really, really high skill players, but like players who are like, um, like a lower or like a lower MMR or something. It didn't really matter what roles I was getting. I could, if I was good enough, I could, I could still win in those like lobbies. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think maybe that doesn't quite exist right now in TFT. Um, so I think that more can be done certainly towards that direction. And the changes that they made in this patch are to like the to streaking and to uh, the amount of damage may, might not be far enough. They might be, they might not be far enough. But yeah, in general, I think I, I, I agree with the with your, with your point though. But it's like, it, I mean, it's just it, frustrating to lose. It's, it's so interesting though, because like the phrase that I've, I've always used for the auto battler genre is that you want to maximize your good luck and you want to minimize your bad luck. And 
when you minimize your bad luck in this game, it doesn't feel like you're actually doing anything. You're just praying to RNG gods and like, can you just help me level my units up game? And the game either says yes or no, and then you either get fifth or eighth or something. And like, it, that's it. it. And that that's what feels bad to me. It just feels like you you don't really have an active role. You're like kind of along for the ride sometimes. And whereas I felt like it was very different in in auto chess. I don't know. Yeah, I can yeah, agree with it, that. It is a new game. We should not compare it too much to auto chess because, like, you know, zero point one percent of the people playing TFT probably played DSC. But Riot has played it. <laughs> I. That's true though. Is, that is, is it? But is, like, yeah, yeah. Is, Aleko, is it a safe assumption to say that everyone on the TFT team played auto chess to some extent or has played it at least? That's a safe assumption, right? I, act, I, I, don't, I actually don't know if we, if everyone or not. I know it was mostly League developers that ended up being on the TFT team. Yeah. I assume that they, yeah, that most of them played a lot of it. And actually, uh, the decision to start making TFT was before I joined Riot. I'm still a pretty new Rioter. But what I can say is that it was a very popular game. League is before May, guys. Like, just in, like in, internally, like... People were I, people were playing a ton of Dota Auto Chess. Cool. It was a very I'm, I'm sure cool the lead game. developers were playing it because, like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with some of the esports guys, and they were all playing it. And like, they, you know, they were they're not even on the developing side. They're like on like a completely different branch of it. And I'm like, LCS if they're playing, playing it, it, then everyone else in like <laughs> I Riot's probably playing it. You know, yeah. Like that's how I even got into Auto Chess in the first place. Was like an esports guy was like, "Hey Phil, you you heard of this uh, game? You should you try it out." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right." And like here we are, so <laughs> rest is history. DAC Peppa Hand. Also, when rest are you when are you, you know, being not affiliated with Team Liquid anymore? When are you making Team Liquid's version of a website for this? Come on. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I wanted to help out with QIHL, but they're all underlords, so I literally cannot play. Oh, are they are they involved in underlords? Is Team Liquid involved in underlords? I didn't know that. It's only on. It's hundred percent on the. Yeah, if you go to QIHL, it's like this is hundred percent Underlords coverage, which oh, does I tilt me slightly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think there's still matchmaking for DAC, but it maybe removed it as well because there was basically no lobbies. But I think the last time I looked at it, there was still you could still make a lobby mm. for. They could make matchmaking for uh, <laughs> for the epic one, the the new Drodo PC version. It's not matchmaking yet, so they yeah. can make matchmaking think... for that. From what I've heard, they had like they have just better contacts with Valve than with Riot, uh, so they just went on the. Is QIHL still partnered with uh, Liquid? Uh, yes. I think so. I don't know why it wouldn't be. It was like a, I think the way to the partnership. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the new the new Aleko is uh, working for Liquid. Oh, I, I just didn't know, but I didn't know that Liquid had interest in Underlord. Still, I, was, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I didn't know I either. But about it. I, to me, like. I don't, it QI feels does. like a lost opportunity because... Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Um, no, go ahead. It feels like a lost opportunity because if you look at the people on Liquid, St. Vicious and Tabs and Hyped and Dog, they're all playing TFT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Savage is playing Underlords pretty hard, right? Like, I know Savage is on the Underlords grind, but... Is he on TL? They're all TFT players, so... Yeah, he's on Liquid. Savage is on Liquid, so... so oh, like, five out of six people who are streaming auto battlers are streaming TFT, so... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean I know the 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 main liquid guy is the Steve. He likes TFT as well. So, you know. Yeah, I've seen him play. Yeah, he really, him play really likes the game. Yeah. So yeah, I know he, Liquid he likes, likes 
TFT. I just, I guess yeah. that that was a that was just That's a decision of... they went with QAHL. They actually, they actually hate, they hate Riot, and they actually, I know, they actually hate you, and it's because you're on on Riot now, and Riot makes TFT. They're just boycotting it. Yeah. It all makes sense, dude. It all makes sense. <laughs> this is this Get is out of the bag. Yeah. You left Liquid. This is vengeance. Like, why not? All right. I think that's it's a bit. I think that's good. I think we're we're a bit done. Um, thank you so much, Aleko, for coming on the show. I very much appreciate you being on here. Uh, it was My pleasure. Last to have you on, hear your perspective on things that normally we would sit here and just you know talk about and all agree with each other, and you're here being you know voice of reason. Appreciate that. Well, I don't agree with Phelop ever. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, Sometimes. Yeah, this was we, we, we didn't have quite the uh, the Rens versus Phelop today. Not quite not quite there. Uh yeah, thank you so much. Um Aleko, is there is there anything you can plug? Is there anything you want to plug? Because I don't have to plug for you. Uh no, just uh play TFT. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Gonna plug I'm, the game. Uh, I am <laughs> I'm, I'm in no way biased. It's I know it's, it's, it's a sick game. So, uh, true story, I actually had no idea that we were even making it until my first day that I showed up here. Like, I honestly had, I had nothing to do with it. It's, it's fucking awesome. So, yeah, play that. I guess if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Aleko underscore P, but that's, that's do that. It. Do that. Yeah, awesome. Um, those that are on Twitch, you can find the channel in chat right now. Uh, Twitter.com slash openfortpodcast. Thank you so much. Renz, Philip. Anything? You're welcome, Luke. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a last word. Uh, I beat Renz the Master. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah, there you can is. have that one. I, you can actually have that one. Thank you I all. I feel so bad. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye, boys. <laughs>